intercepted. Yes, it is. And Columbia has knocked off Harvard. Welcome into episode one of season five of the Captain's Corner podcast presented by Jag One. I am so excited to be back hosting this podcast. My name's Aaliyah Funshell, and I'm joined by a new co-host this year, Steve Speedling. So do you want to kind of give everyone a little background? Yeah, for sure. Uh, This is my first full year um, in the Columbia Athletic Department. I joined last November. Um, I work in the athletic communications office, but I don't really work with football all too much, uh, but I do have some podcast experience, so I think this is a great opportunity to kind of get to work with you guys a little bit, uh, see your faces, and learn a lot about the team, because I don't know how often I'm going to be able to get to do that. Yeah, and this is a really fun podcast. We were talking before we started recording about how it's the same same hosts every time, the captain, so this podcast will be really fun. It'll be a lot of debates getting to know them and just football non-football stuff so it'll be a lot of fun so without further ado should we announce the captains now have them tell us about them yeah for sure why don't we go around the room and kind of oh we have a volunteer to go first all right um yeah I'm, i'm luke payton i am a fifth year senior you know i play offensive line i guess that's pretty much yeah and can you guys like it's like first day of school vibes yeah. give us your, your major and then i'm gonna make you do like a fun fact it doesn't have to be football related just a fun fact about you sure uh, my major is sociology real tough major um maybe <laughs> 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 leave that part out and uh my fun fact is because i'm the oldest of four um yeah oh in hometown too I that would be from great Reading, Pennsylvania. Nice. Berks County, baby. Love it. What's going on, guys? Um, I'm, my name is Pat Pasolacqua. I'm a junior D lineman um, on the team. Um, major, I'm operations research um, in the engineering school. Um, I'm from North Jersey, Bergen County. I went to Ultapan High School. The boys just put, took a big dub against Northern Highlands. This weekend, so you know, congrats to them. We don't really love those guys over there. Um, what else? A oh, fun fact, you know, I'm I have an older sister who's graduated college. Um, my only sibling, so nice. Yeah. And I have a fun fact for you and for our listeners. Um, congratulations, first first underclassman or junior captain since 2009. So I just want to yeah, shout buddy. you out for that. Thank you um, very much. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to ask the guys about you after we do introductions about just your leadership and everything, but I just wanted to throw that in there because that's that's a very big honor. Appreciate that. Of course. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, CJ Brown. I'm a senior linebacker for the team out of Houston, Texas, originally. Uh, major in psychology. Uh, came out of Shadow Creek High School 2019. Texas 5A state champs. Real football. Cough, cough. Um, <laughs> unlike Cali or... Uh, Jersey, I don't know what those guys are going on. But yeah, fun fact about me, uh, I was in a Beyonce music video when I was about <laughs> eight years old. That's cool. That now that's cool. a fun that's fact. Really cool. What that's song? It's my go-to. It's called No Angel. Okay. They, uh, came, yeah, they came to my Little League football practice. My dad's in it. My cousin's in it. And I got a little solo cameo. Wow. That's crazy. That's the best fun fact I've ever heard. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Hard to follow up. All right, yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, appreciate it. 
uh, Caden Bell. I am from Orange County, California. Uh, I am also a fifth-year senior, and I'm a quarterback on the football team, and I am majoring in political science, however, pursuing a occupation in finance. So, Anybody um, want to hire him out there? <laughs> yeah. Just putting that out. Some, some job offers. Um, <laughs> Uh, one fun fact about me, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start with a couple. I'm the best ping pong player on the team. That's oh, wow. undebated. We're starting early. And uh, also probably the best golf player on the team. So uh, there's two fun facts about me. <laughs> they didn't have as much to say about that one. They complained about the ping pong, but the golf, they seemed to might, I mean, might the, agree. I don't know if we know enough about the golf game, but if Caden is the best golf player on the team, it's a sad showing. I mean, <laughs> fair. come on. Fair. <laughs> Our best golfers, like a low 90s at golfer. Yeah, I mean that is not a good look for Columbia football. <laughs> no, I'm not the best on the team. Yeah. Uh, All right. I've golfed with a couple guys on the team. And they're better. I'm than like Joey's better than me. No way. But, uh, I like to think that I'm the best right. player on the team. The confidence that's what matters. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Um, before we dive into talking about training camp, Steve, I need a fun fact from you. Oh, fun fact from me? Yeah. Oh, no. Put me on the spot. <laughs> yep, had to. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mentioned earlier, I mean, I have experience podcasting so that's the fun fact i have my own podcast this is the plug right away why not i do a football and basketball podcast uh, at hoop fiends pod on twitter instagram and tiktok uh don't mean to turn that into a plug but there it is um and an actual fun fact um i spent time at maris college i spent uh four years there in their athletic communications office and a year at john jay uh, before getting to columbia and now i've made this my home for the last almost a full year now so love that yeah I'll give a fun fact. Um, I have a pet snake. His name's Levon. Oh, that, that's he, also fun. He's an albino ball python, oh, um, and he's the cutest little thing in the world. And um, anytime I post him on my Instagram, people tell me they need a trigger warning before <laughs> I post about him. So that's that's my fun fact. Um, but should we talk about some football? Like, that's what we're here for. So tell me a little bit about how training camp was. And I do want to touch on Pat. Just what did you guys see from his leadership that, you know, made him into the captain? position yeah I mean for me I I thought he was I thought the whole thing was ridiculous I thought he was incredibly underqualified (laughs) 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 no I mean (laughs) the first the first underclassman since 2009 I mean I think that speaks for itself enough but I mean I think since he's been here he's kind of acted and led beyond his age you know I don't guys constantly think Pat's older than he is and you know I think he brings a really great energy to the team that not a lot of guys can emulate and yeah I, I mean I, I don't think there's anybody more deserving to be a captain oh. very nice I'll Thank go ahead buddy. I'll go ahead and go next um we so we all voted and and in the two defensive captains that are sitting here were the two guys uh, that I voted for I, I will be honest um uh I, I think you know just to echo what Luke said uh I'm sure that Probably some of the guys on the team were probably surprised to find out that, that Patty wasn't a senior. Um, but, but for me, um, one big thing that, that stood out for me is actually there was a point in time uh, in Columbia football history where I was taking snaps from Patrick Pasolak <laughs> when he played center. That is true. And uh, he was asked to change positions and go over to the defensive line and did it without batting an eye. And I think someone to make that big of a change for the team – um, without asking questions and just be that selfless is is absolutely awesome and and something that that we preach on our team is is we talk about you know every action that we have does it make the team better and and Pat emulates that so so that's awesome and and that's one big thing that that stands out to me so 
Yeah, uh, just to echo that, I would say a lot of guys just didn't know Patty wasn't a senior, and that is not a testament to his uh, anything about him except his leadership abilities. Like the fact that people think he's a senior shows that he's able to lead like a guy who's been here for years on years, even maybe a super senior, like he leads that way. And I would say just from the defensive side of the ball, just being with him all the time, it's like that's a guy I can look to when I'm down. Um, there's not a lot of guys on the team that like – I can look to when I'm down that can pick me up in the way that Patty can. He's just a different type of guy, a different type of beast to where he's on that D-line. Like, it gets loud in those A-gaps. It gets loud in those trenches. And <laughs> he's a nose guard, so he's seeing the, all of it. But no matter what, he's still rolling every day, ready to go. So I think he just brings that energy that we all need sometimes. Now, Pat, what was that transition like for you, switching from center offensive line to defensive line? Was it easy? Was it something you'd done in the past? Um, yeah, so I played both ways in high school. Um, coming out, I wasn't sure – you know, I was going to play on offense or defense during the recruiting process. I came to Columbia to play offensive line for Coach Mack, who's like, he's the guy who got me here. Um, I loved playing for him. Like, I committed here thinking that he was a guy that I wanted to play for. Spent the season with him, and he only confirmed that. Like, I was kind of locked and loaded to get four seasons with him and really just develop as an old lineman. He convinced me I could be a pretty good one. So, um, that was great. And then, Basically, they asked me to switch, and it, it was honestly a shock. Like, But there was an obvious hole in the interior D-line, so, and he kind of laid it out for me and was like, this would be best for the team. I, I couldn't really argue with him. So um, I switched, and I went over to the D-line, and they had just hired a new defensive line coach, Coach West. And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, you know, I don't know this guy. I committed here to play for Mac. I love the guy. They got a new coach coming in. I don't even know him. Like, this might be a little bit of a challenge. And Coach West always tells a story about our first meeting. And, like, you know, it was a little bit it was a little bit hostile in that first meeting between me and him. Um, but I would say by practice two, we had clicked. And he kind of knew the kind of person I was. And I, I kind of got to know the person he is. And from then on, it's just been smooth sailing. He, I mean, the way he teaches the position, like, kind of goes in line with what, how, I, how I was brought up playing the position and how I do it naturally so um, he let me be a leader uh, let us build our own culture cultivated that culture as well like added his own spice to it and I mean these guys can talk to it like I, w I would say before he came here like the D-line didn't really have its own unique brand and now it's like you know we're one of the tightest rooms in the team one of the most impactful rooms on the team so it's been a great experience with Coach West and you know I, I love him and he knows that so yeah cool and uh, you weren't the only one that, you know, switched positions. Can we talk to Luke real quick about your position change, how that's going? It's it's going well, I think, you know. I mean, you may ask Caden. He hasn't been hit too bad yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's good. Yeah, I kind of made that decision to switch back in December um, after playing tight end for a long time. And, you know, I was – I was decent, and I was probably a better blocker than I was a pass catcher. And so, you know, I kind of saw the writing in the sand there, and I thought I could probably have some more success playing playing tackle and put on a bunch of weight. And you know, kind of, I'm kind of here now. And you know, it, it's the run the run game is similar. You know, I, I spent a lot of time you know, run blocking for Columbia the past two seasons. Um, you just bumping a step in. Like, there's obviously some new stuff, but the scheme and stuff is similar. You know, the pass blocking is kind of where I spent a lot of time uh, practicing, trying to get better because it's so different. You know, you're you're 
moving backwards while trying to block somebody running full speed at you, and it's kind of a whole new thing. So it's going well. You know, I'm excited for Saturday. You only you can only really tell how good you are in practice. You know, you kind of really get to know once you play against someone else. So I'm excited for that. Caden, can you confirm? Is it going well? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, you know, Luke is and has been one of my closest friends on the team for a while now. And just there is a reason in the NFL that the left tackle is the highest paid position because he is blocking the quarterback's blind side to, to have that extra, you know, element of your one of your closest friends protecting your blind side just to have that much more trust and and that is is pretty special so i'm excited and and yes he has been doing well so it's been great and if i could just chime in about luke like for a guy to start at 20 games at a different position is established one of the most respected guys on the team to say i'm going to come back switch positions again we had a hole there um Playing offensive line, you've never done it before, especially in pass pro, is not easy. It takes, like, years for young tackles to pick that up. And he kind of just put his head down, went to work, comes into training camp looking like a different person, put on weight, which isn't easy to do. It's not fun to do. Did it. Um, got bigger and stronger in the weight room. Not easy to do. Did it. Um, came into camp. We have pretty good defensive ends. guy named Justin Townsend. He's a pretty good player. Has to go block him up every day. Didn't win every rep, you know. Um, not an easy thing to do. Still did it. Was able to go out, learn, um, learn and grow in front of the team and then still maintain that level of respect and lead while he had his own things to figure out as a player. I think that's like – I mean, I voted for Luke uh, just based off that. That's a really hard thing to do, so. Yeah, being so being on the defensive, uh, defensive line, CJ being a linebacker, have you guys had opportunities, whether it's blitzing or have you has he pancaked you at all? Or, like, what's what's that vibe been like in training camp? <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke used to always be a pain. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> uh, even at tight end, because it's like, why is this larger-than-life human being blocking me right now? Because I'm an I'm a edge linebacker, so I'm not used to guys like Luke. So I would say him bumping in, it's a familiar face on, on a blitz path. I would say it's just it's a large human to get across. So I think a move to tackle is good. And kind of to capitalize on what Patty P said, like, it's hard being that leader that guys people look, look up to and being open – to growing and growth because it's going to come with growing pain. So that's a hard thing to do in front of guys that look up to you is like, hey, I'm going to make mistakes. Hey, I'm going to trip. Hey, I'm going to fall, but I'm trying to get better. It might not work, but I'm laying it all out there. So I would think I just have total amount of respect for him for that transition. Just to answer if Luke's ever pancaked me, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would never let that happen. <laughs> we don't We don't see. He plays a little too far, and so I don't see him much. I see, uh, I see CJ more. Um, not quite as often as I used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's talk about training camp a little bit more besides all the growing pains. Um, I mean, I guess there might have been some growing pains. I don't know. Has there been? I, I know you guys lost some some really talented guys, but then you have some really talented guys coming up. So what, you know, for the people that weren't at training camp, what, what can we expect this season and what came out of that? Um, I can speak on the O-line because I know that's like where a lot of, you know, we lost – Four out of five starters, all seniors or fifth-year seniors. We lost seven or eight seniors, so, like, the two deeps were mostly seniors as well. So, on our offense, I mean, we are returning our one and two quarterbacks, our two all-ivy receivers along with Marcus, who also played a bunch of snaps, and Wills, who played a bunch of snaps. Um, we have, you know, Dom, 
played at tight end a lot last year. We have another senior or junior who are kind of filling in at tight, at tight end. And, you know, two of our three leading backs are coming back. So our skills, you know, we haven't really lost a lot there. And the old line, we, we obviously lost. We have Andrew Prusi coming back, who's the only guy who started. He's coming back. But besides that, we have a lot of, a lot of young faces. We have two sophomores right now in the starting lineup. Um, myself, obviously, who, who I haven't played tackle ever. Um, and we have another a junior who who's who's new to it as well. So I'm incredibly excited. I think our O line especially is a very talented group. You know, I think there'll probably be some growing pains in the beginning of the season, which is to be expected. But I mean, I, I really have high hopes for the group. I think I think we have every capability to be just as good or better than previous offensive lines that we've had. Yeah, I would say on the offensive end, it's been a lot of shuffling with new OC, but. I say on the defensive end, it's a big feeling of unfinished business, uh, Say especially coming from last season. It was Coach Stowe's first year as a defensive coordinator, so he was kind of getting his feet wet in that aspect. And Coach Stowe is like a really unique guy. Like he's a guy that kind of lays it all out there for you, like what he's thinking he's going to say. And uh, he he let us know. Like there's times last season where he watches the film and he just kicks himself because he's like, why? Why did I do that? Why did I call it? Why didn't I switch it up? And you see his work ethic and it motivates you so much. Like we put in so many different new coverages, so many different types of blitzes and pressures to where it just feels like we're running it back. But like with times two strength that we have and times two of what we got in our bag to come back. So I saw the defense and we're just excited to go out there and lay it out. Like obviously you got to work out the growing pains and the kinks first game, but that's what Lafayette is for, so. Yeah, uh, just to echo what CJ said, on defense, we're returning, I mean, so many guys. But the guys we lost are huge impact players between Mitch Moyer, um, Scotty Valentes, Farad, BBA. Like, I don't want to leave anybody out. Those are the big four that come to mind. Um, everybody else we're bringing back. So it's now it's like a matter of like, okay, let's refine our role. Let's get better at where we were last year. And then also some guys need to step up into those productive roles and like, there are guys going to do it, and it, to say like Justin Townsend's going to step up into a productive role is a little bit ridiculous after the season he had last year. But I mean, he's going to be a monster for us this year. Uh, our linebackers that you know were basically second fiddle to Scotty are now between C.J. Rocco, Anthony Russo. So those guys are going to be monsters for us. So Ben Cornell, our defense tackle, he's going to be a monster. So you know, uh, it's just a matter of like stepping up into new roles and then refining the roles that we had last year so it's but we're everyone's excited um to get rolling with Stowe again so yeah I think as quarterback I have a little bit of a different perspective than these guys because I kind of see it all I went go against the same defense every day and obviously have to know what's going on in the offense and uh you know I'll start off with the defense uh Patty talked a little bit about the linebacking crew and and Rocco CJ and and Ant Russos and Going against those guys every day is, is a headache because all three of those guys are extremely athletic and extremely dynamic both in the run game and the pass game. So it kind of makes your job hard, hard as a quarterback. Um, uh, secondary, uh, Seth Parker, who's a returner for us, uh, corner, he has only gotten better. He is very, very good. Uh, Top-tier defensive back in the Ivy League, in, in my opinion, along with um, Brebner. Again, returning starter for us, top tier, top tier safety for us. Hayden McDonald, he's going to be a great player. He's going to be an All Ivy level player. And Carter McFadden at field corner, um, kind of otherworldly speed, and, and he's playing the position really, really well. And then obviously our our defensive line is a pain in the butt to go against, but it's awesome for our offensive line to go against a defensive line like we have. Just you know, a lot of young guys, as Luke, Luke touched on, uh, 
lost four starters, only one returner, and to be able to go against guys like Patty and Justin Townsend and Ben Cornelio every day is is only going to make us better. Iron sharpens iron, as we say. And then on the offensive side of the ball, um, I've seen nothing but improvement and, and growth from our offensive line, and I'm extremely um, excited and happy about the, the progress that they've made, and uh, I feel extremely comfortable back there behind those guys. Um, and then you you talk about our, our receiving core. Uh I, I think that it's going to come off as bias, but I think objectively it is by far and away the best receiving core in the Ivy League. You have three I, all Ivy caliber players, even four. Wills Myers is a hell of a player as well, but you have guys like Bryson Canney, Jay Dell, and Marcus who are just different, and, and they, they really get the job done. And then you got guys like Joey Georgie in the backfield um, who who is a great player, and, and you, you add – Malcolm Terry and uh, Tyson Edwards back there. I, I think that we're going to have a very explosive offense, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, speaking kind of on like new faces, transition, whatnot, one of the biggest storylines coming into this year is the transition at head coach from Coach Al to Coach Fabish. Uh, Kane, we could start back with you again. Just what has that transition been like? What's new um, with the offense, the coaching style? Just speak on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Coach Fabish was our offensive coordinator last year. Uh, he stepped into the head coaching role this year, and I, I can honestly say he's done nothing but a great job. Uh, definitely different style than Coach Bagnoli was. The energy is is a little bit more prevalent. Coach Fabish does a good job of bringing the energy, and that's something that he firmly believes in, and, and it's uh, become very obvious on our team just from everything that we do in practice to meetings, a little bit of uh, you know energy. And, and when you lose a name like, like Coach Bagnoli, he's probably the uh, not probably, but the biggest name when it comes to coaching in the Ivy League history and his numbers and success speaks for itself. But Coach Fabus has done a great job um, stepping in that role, bringing the energy um, and, and the buy-in from the team has been great. And I think that everybody firmly believes in him as a leader and, and has full faith and confidence in him as a leader. And then obviously with Coach Fabus stepping away as our offensive coordinator to become our head coach, Coach Durazio, stepped in as our offensive coordinator and um, I have always had the utmost respect for him and his football IQ. I think that it's off the charts and I think that everybody um, you talk to says, you know, it's a true testament to to how much he knows about football and how much he cares about it. Um, But I think something that stood out for us is just him being that leader, him having that voice in our offense and commanding the offense has been something that I've been extremely happy with. And and the buy-in from, again, the buy-in from the guys on offense into what he's done and into what he's changed and what he's brought to the offense is something that's very special and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'd say from the other perspective of, like, the defensive side, like, looking at kind of what Coach Durazio has going on, it's tough to go against him every day in practice. Like, it is tough. Like, he puts a lot of our rules, especially as linebackers, in conflicts to where we're having to kind of revamp our rules. But it's good to see that now in camp before we have to see it against some good opponents like Princeton, Yale, who tend to put us in a lot of conflicts with our rules. So it's good to see it now. Um, As far as Coach Fabish, you know, it's tough having, like, the kind of mystique of, like, Bagnoli, like he's just he was just such a figure um and so he's gone now all respect to that man he he laid his life out on the line for this program and brought it from somewhere that i can't even fathom right now um and coach favish has been under him for a while so you know that he brings a lot of that with him and coach favish is a much more like hands-on coach like i f- like you you feel comfortable telling coach favish anything you have to say to him like you can have a conversation with him about anything and y'all just laugh it out and i think he he's he's a great head coach from that aspect he focuses on a lot of the things that 
I felt that we needed to focus on. And I didn't even have a conversation be- with him before he became head coach. And he came and brought the message that I think we definitely needed to have. We focus on the details. We focus on the little things. We have our traditions. There's certain things you do. There's certain things you don't do. And we stick to those things. That's our creed. So I really like Coach Favish as head coach. I'm very excited to have this season with him. Yeah. Um, coach Favish recruited me here. So I've known Coach Fab since – like five, six years now since I was like 16 years old. So um, he was my first point of contact at Columbia. Um, we've always had a great relationship. So like to see him take kind of be the head coach now, something that like you can never expect that the guy who brought you here is now, you know, the one running the program. So that's been cool for me. Um, Bagnoli, obviously, like I, I can't tell you how grateful I am for what he's done for the program and for allowing me to be a part of it. Um, except now with Coach Fab and when the news dropped, um, and it was a surprise for everybody, kind of out, out of nowhere. But every, I think everyone's mentality, like, I think five minutes later after the news dropped, it was in our group, me, like, all right, like, so what now? Like, nothing changes for us, man. Like, we're just going to keep doing our thing. And that's kind of how it's been, you know. Um, yeah, Coach, Coach Fabrics brings, like, a different personality and, like, um, some subtle changes to how we do things. But for the most part, it's the same stuff. And we work the same way and have our same culture and our same values. So it's been great. It's been really good. Yeah, no, I'm probably going to echo what the other three guys have said, but, you know, playing for Coach Bagnoli, you kind of, sometimes kind of forget like, that he's like a larger-than-life figure. Um, but, you know, I can't say anything but good things about him. And, you know, obviously I played under him for four years and really enjoyed my entire time doing that. I think he's a fantastic coach. And, but, you know, I think I do think Fabish, you know, is going to be just as good. I think he brings – like that energy I think he brings it's nice because he's been in the program um so you don't have like a bunch of crazy changes happening especially with how abruptly that coaching change was made you know I think that's helped make the transition easier because you feel the differences and they're good differences but it's not like the whole thing is washed and you're kind of mm-hmm. restarting or scrambling and so I think it's a great thing and you know kind of like Patty P Fab recruited me when I was 16, which is a couple more years from Patty P, but um, <laughs> he was also my tight ends coach, you know, for the whole four years. So I spent every day with that guy, and I, I really do. I, I think he'll be be a great head coach here, and, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for him that he's got this opportunity. So excited to play for him. And then, you know, DeRazio as well. Uh, I've, I've liked what he's been doing with the offense. I've liked playing with it, and I'm excited to see it go to work on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, Coach Bagnoli holds everyone in the program to a high standard, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how, how it plays out with all of the new, you know, coaching movements and everything. So I'm going to miss seeing him. I'm, I know he's going to still be involved as much as he can um, in the program, but going to miss seeing him on the sidelines. And uh, last year he yelled at me thinking I was someone else because <laughs> it was the one game. So I love Coach Al. Like, I interviewed him, like, did a coach's show. Love that guy. Um, the one game I didn't wear Columbia blue, he thought I was a random person on the sideline. Uh. So he came up to me, like to me behind me and he's like, ma'am, like, what are you doing out here? And I turn around and he's like, Oh, Leah, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I I just, I, I love that guy, but I'm, I also know coach Fabish, like he was the first person I ever met from Columbia football. I came up here and was exploring campus and met him. And obviously he has a big presence on Twitter too. And just, um, so he's a, he's a great face of the program, very approachable. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Jag One Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. 
The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. Make a brilliant move to Vanderwater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heists. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. Was there anything like inside the locker room you think would be fun to talk about? Yeah, I think I like to challenge uh, Caden's notion that he's the best ping pong player. <laughs> um, some like to refer to him as the washed king. Uh, oh, wow. He's, he's been put in the washer for a while. Wow. We're getting our detergent ready. I wouldn't call him washed yet. Wow. Got some respect for him. I wouldn't call him washed <laughs> yet. But uh, I think our record over like the past week might be like four to four, five to two, That's like five oh to two. Gosh. about. And I'll give Caden respect, man. Like, he used to be the king of this locker room, but, <laughs> you know, I started playing about a year ago, and I just used to get whooped, and, and that's how I got better. And then uh, they didn't really see me coming, True. but I definitely put myself top one, top two right now. <laughs> now, to both of you, have either of you won the team-wide tournament no. we hold every no. year? No. See, now that's a different story because yeah. that, that, yeah. So the, the singular objective tournament we hold to see who the best player is, neither one of oh, you have whatever. won. It, it was Parker Lefton, the Parker Lefton show for yeah, a while. Yeah, but Joe won it once. Joe won it last year, didn't he? Yeah, that wasn't at my best. I don't know what happened to you. Didn't word knock you out? <laughs> yeah, uh, I blew the I blew the two game lead. Oh god! Yeah, that was actually that was wild. I was, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the only it's one of the only ping pong events I've ever you know I, I witnessed or that, taken part in, and that was pretty wild. Everybody in the locker room <laughs> yeah. running against me though. <laughs> that was pretty I, wild. I truly do think that, and I think that every player on the team was present. And I think that everybody was rooting against me. So thank you guys for that. I appreciate that. Um, but Every if you don't point. have haters, you're not doing anything right. That's Every what they point. say. So, Every uh, point just in his ear. Uh, 75 guys, 80 guys. Yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was so much fun. But, uh, however, I do think that uh, we do play a lot of ping pong. There's no doubt about that. But if we lined up against any team we played in a ping pong, <laughs> in a ping pong off, it, it wouldn't even be close. It, it, like, would. it wouldn't be close. There are actually – our, the top ten players on our team in ping pong are actually very, very good at ping pong, and it's hilarious, and it gets extremely competitive, and it's a ton of fun, and it's probably honestly brought us even closer. Yeah. Something as simple yeah. as ping pong, um, but it, it, it's it's awesome. And, and now, uh, is there? I'm new, like I said, first year. Is there a backstory to this importance? Uh, I've heard so much about this ping pong, whether it was <laughs> last year's podcast. Now, you guys, first thing you bring up, ping pong. What is? What's the history behind it? Uh, well, just like playing or yeah, something yeah, to do? Well, it, you, there was always there's since I've been here in 2019, there's been a ping pong table in the room. And as a freshman and sophomore, 
uh, it wasn't taken anywhere nearly as serious as it's been taken now. If I remember correctly, you had guys like Ben Mathis, Meyer, uh, Parker Lefton that were really, really good. It was almost like a specialist thing. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of guys with free time. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> caught in the ball. They came in, knocked yeah. the ball around a little bit. Like it, it definitely probably picked up, what, maybe two springs ago? Yeah. Yeah. Got nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the spring after the 2021 season is when it really started to pick up. Yeah. And no, even but remember like when Ben Math and Casey were in the finals? Like that fall 2021. One, it, I felt yeah, like yeah, was when that's it really probably started. when it started to take off. Yeah, after COVID, definitely. Yeah, yeah, is when it started yeah. to take off, and then it's only gotten more and more competitive. Um, and now it's it gets pretty rowdy in there, uh, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely say like, and the thing is now, uh, like, young guys will come in and see it, and it's not like. It's just like the talent gap is so far. Like a lot of young guys come in good now. Like they're ready. <laughs> yeah, like Chase, uh, the quarterback. He's yeah. from Houston. He came in and he's like good. Like it's getting yeah. close games, like ten to eleven games. When I'm like, what's going on? But now you know he's going to be the next Creed player that's just going to come up for the next four years. Just how it would be on the field. Like absolutely. Well, I mean, I like to play, and I was like, I was okay, maybe top twenty five. And then I was gone all spring, and I, I can't even play anymore because I <laughs> beat, like, 11 to 2. It's not – like, it's it's crazy. That's why we got amateur hour. Right. Yeah, amateur hour. What time is that? <laughs> well, like, 9 p.m. on we'll Wednesday? Yeah, exactly. We'll That's when the kids play. Exactly. When Dave Bart hops on the table. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys competitive about, like, what else are you competitive? Like, do you guys play, like, Everything. video games? or Yeah, like, what's yeah. the biggest competition? Oh, I mean, a lot of us do, like, free fantasy football leagues. Um you know, which is pretty competitive. I'm playing Caden right now in one of ours. Just an absolutely beautiful it. performance by Daniel Jones last I night. <laughs> Let me come back. Um, so I need Don King Caden to have, like, a catch, yeah. and I'll win. We're, so. we're, he and I are actually in a matchup. There's a one-point differential. I have no players left. He has Dalton Kincaid so left. So I was down, like, 20. Yeah. <laughs> I had wow. Daniel Jones left. I had Tony Pollard. I needed Daniel Jones on the worst night possible. He did. Tony Pollard had two tutties. We're sitting pretty. Yeah, I was playing Jake Langdon last night. It was down big, but I had Cowboys defense. Ooh. Oh, my so God. Yeah, like 40 <laughs> points, right? Yeah, 35 <laughs> points, yeah. So awesome. I'm, I'm projected to win right now. Um, but that came at the cost uh, at a bad Giants loss, which, you know, really ruined my Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Tony Russo's were texting about it. We're kind of coming up with a plan for Big Blue moving forward. <laughs> T- Tony, Tony was responding to you? No, no. Last night we both stopped texting each other, and then oh. he 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 Told doubled. Say, I sent him about he, ten, ten he, texts. He doubled back this morning and was just like, "What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> we debriefed, and you know we'll be we'll be forwarding that uh, over to East Rutherford very soon, and hopefully they can move forward in the right direction. Tony might have the worst week of his life coming up in the locker room with the Giants loss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a lot of guys that are going to be coming at him. Uh, me, I'm. I mean, I'm definitely saying something to him tomorrow. Oh yeah, He'll we need to know. We need yeah. to know your guys' NF- NFL teams, though. Oh I guess boy. so, oh so gosh. we can know. Uh, well, I guess I'll start it off. And uh, fake Luke, fan. Me- Luke, Luke mentioned that uh, you know there would be plenty of guys giving Anthony Russo a hard time. He's a diehard Giants fan, and I am notorious for giving guys hard times about their football team. <laughs> and then they ask me who my team is, and I say, "Well, I don't have a team." And they call me a fake fan. They say whatever <laughs> they want to say about me. Uh, but I, I, I do fall players. So growing up, I was obsessed with Tom Brady, I think, as any young quarterback should be. Uh, the greatest of all time, the GOAT, seven rings. Um, but now uh, I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. <laughs> oh, my oh, my. oh, my gosh. And they just beat the Vikings. 
So I guess this year I'm a Buccaneers fan. Last year I was a Rams and who do you play Panthers. for? Panthers fan. So uh, I follow players. Love Joe Burrow. Love Baker Mayfield. Uh, I have a little bit of a connection uh, with Bryce Young. We played in the same uh, league in, in, in high school football, so I'm always rooting for him uh, to do well. So uh, I, I guess if I had to give you my teams, I would say the Buccaneers. Uh, he says Panthers. this while wearing a Chargers shirt. <laughs> yeah. I just like the colors. Chargers got a good color scheme. Oh, my. Okay. Moving on. CJ from Houston. Yep. It's the Texans. Got it. Got to be. Texans for sure. It's definitely tough. Definitely tough. Uh, I think a lot of people forget we're a young franchise, though. Tough. 2002. So, you know what I'm saying? Give us some time. People like to compare us to the Cowboys. Cowboys have had years. But, yeah, I'm a Texas fan, unfortunately, at this moment. But – we got C.J. Stroud. I think we're going to come up. I won't, I won't rub it in too much. I'm a Ravens fan. So, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have it. Boom. Listen, rookie quarterback. Looked all right, but. Looked all right. It was a nice win for Baltimore. You know, can't complain over here. He's got some time to develop. Yeah. I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> so. we, we heard. We, <laughs> we heard. So, yeah. Uh, we just wanted to make you say it again. <laughs> Are you still a Giants fan after last night? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, take a lot of, I, took, I took a lot of pride in the, how hard the, those boys were playing last year and. I don't want to say it was a lack of effort because they were running the ball nicely. Um, I think the O-line has a lot of question marks. Get, you know, young O-line, but, you know, they got to start answering them quickly. And um, I, I, I just need to see more effort. How about the special teams play? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> if awful. there was anything less than awful, it would probably yeah, be it w- less than awful. I mean, I texted Tony this morning. I said, was that the worst performance you've ever seen pr- from a professional sports team? Probably. I think it is. It's got to be up there. Would they have seven sacks allowed? Eight yeah, sacks? seven sacks, five Blocked five turnovers. At tough. home, yeah. what, three, against your biggest turnovers? rival, yeah. prime time. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep on. No big deal. <laughs> All the juice surrounding the season yeah. after a nice season last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, all the all the Saquon drama in the off season too. God. I mean, he played well though. He, I mean, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you can go, Luke. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm from outside Philly, so I'm an Eagles fan. So mm. part of me loved how bad the Giants did last night, and the other part of me hated how good the Cowboys looked. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, we. War five for Don McNabb growing up in my little league, and then uh, watched him be really bad for a long time, and now enjoying some prosperity like the last five six years, which has been pretty cool. So, I'm a Chiefs fan. Um, oh. so sorry about With it. The Jets. <laughs> okay, Kansas, okay, yeah. Though. So I'm Kansas, I'm from Kansas. Uh, oh, you're not James so, Miller. But, you're not James Miller. It's yeah. Right. <laughs> no. So I, I grew up with them not being very good. Um, but I'm also a Jets fan. Like my we're from New York, so my dad is. Um, Jets, Mets, and Knicks. So, Jets are my New York team of choice, and that was decided before last night's game. Um, <laughs> so, made a good choice. Yeah, yeah. So, very excited for Aaron Rodgers tonight to um, show us what he can do. But, yeah, good to know that going forward so that we can kind of pick on some people and the <laughs> teams aren't doing well. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. All right, and before we wrap things up, we are 
very close to a game day. So on the road against Lafayette, what what can we expect? Um, do you mean like from Lafayette or from, from Columbia? Just or? from the matchup in general, from from your guys' first game of the season, and um, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I can maybe speak to what we're focusing on as kind of an O line. Yeah. Um, you know, they have like a very very athletic front, kind of twitchy. Um, they lost a lot of guys last year. Their their defensive line, they have a dude in the NFL right now who played for them last year, two other all-league guys. So they're young, but, you know, they've built a culture there that they develop really good D-linemen. So I think the guys are all talented. Um, they throw a bunch of different looks at you, uh, a bunch of different stunts, different blitzes. So just got to be, be disciplined in our technique and, you know, a lot of mental preparation in terms of all different looks at practice. But, um, you know, I think – I don't think that we can't beat anybody if we go in with the right mindset. So I, I'm confident going in, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, TJ will give you a better X's and O's answer. But, I mean, the thing that I'm focused on is just – and as a defense we've got to be focused on is just discipline and physicality. So, like, if we go out and we play physical and we have good gap integrity, um, that will give us the best chance. And what I've found in my two seasons here is – Really, the margin is so close between all the teams we play, um, like talent-wise. So really, it comes down to what have you done in the offseason, what have you done in training camp, and what do you do during the week and go in with the right mentality and prepare the right way. So um, that's pretty much all I can focus on. And then f for them, uh, specifically as a team, it's really going to come down to are we physical and are we um, disciplined. So Yeah, with Lafayette, they're, they're, they're an interesting character because uh, they just played Duke last week. Um, and, you know, they're playing a big-ranked FBS team. So, you know, nobody's really expecting the game. But they kept it close for a while. Um, they did what they do. They're, they're a team that they're gonna, they have their identity. They're going to do what they do. Um, and they did it well against Duke. So you have to give them some respect for that. Uh, they got a nice little twitchy running back, real quick guy, um, that they like to get him the ball a lot. So that's a guy we'll be having our eyes on, I'd say. Um, they got a little bit of quarterback shuffle going on. So you never know what you'll get from there. I think the guy they're going to end up starting that I believe they're going to end up starting is a more mobile guy. So that's another thing. And that will prepare us for a lot of guys in our league that we have um, a lot. So they like a lot of the quick game. They like a lot of the screen. Um, so just having our eyes and ears open, communication. It's a great game to start off because linebackers need to talk to D-line. Safeties need to talk to linebackers. And this is a game where we're going to show that. Uh, by how well we play the screen, how well we play different type of plays that they have, how well our eye discipline is. Um, yeah, and a, 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 lot of, a lot of different type of run game that we would see week to week. So I think they're a great test for us as far as how we're doing. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to play them. Yeah, uh, it's Monday, and I've watched a lot of film on these guys already. Uh, they're, they're solid on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they, they, they switch up looks on you and, and they switch up fronts and they switch up coverages and, and they'll come after you, they'll blitz. And um, what I told the guys, and, and I touched a little bit on this podcast already, is you know I, I don't think that there's any doubt that we have plenty of talent on the offensive side of the ball and plenty of guys that can make big explosive plays for us and we all have super high expectations coming into the season but you know I told the guys if, if we don't pr prepare properly and we don't execute properly then those expectations are just expectations so um, I, I think it just comes down to execution and, and, and knowing our job and, do, and doing our job to the best of our ability and uh, I, I don't think that there's much that this offense can't can't achieve so I'm excited and I think that uh, Saturday is going to be a good test for us and and 
um, I'm very hopeful and very excited for for what we're going to be able to do. It's going to be it's going to be a fun fun day. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it and good luck this weekend. And uh, I'm looking forward to the season and getting to know you guys more. And um, you guys are a great group. This is going to be a lot of fun. So I hope I, we're in for a ride this season. Yeah, absolutely. For yeah. sure. That was deaf. Yeah. Absolutely. Just the tip of the iceberg. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Just exactly. wait till the, the heated debates get oh, started going. Oh, we'll uh, have plenty best of Best quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah they, get, they get heated. It'll be, it'll be a good time. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks to the listeners back at home, in the car, wherever you're at. Um, thanks for listening and tune in every week for the Captain's Corner podcast. Yeah, and make sure to tune into to, uh, Saturday's game. It's at 1230 um, on ESPN+. Plus. Obviously, we'll be at Lafayette, so make the trip to support your Lions. And like we said, we'll catch you guys next time for next week's podcast.